and you're welcome tonight to Factor GA Podcast Live. We're with your preview, Paul and Terry, and looking back on the last players as well. And I'm joined tonight with three goal against Richard Simmons, to my next thing, Andy, Danny Collins, and Sean McCray. Firstly, uh, Sean Holt, I suppose, statement you. It's called Derry this weekend. Ninety-eight was Townsend. Uh, you bet Derry. Yeah. Does this bring back memories? Yeah. Um, it would. Um, they're, they're a team, I suppose, that Galway don't play too often, but it was just a coincidence that we managed to play them in two semi-finals, I think, in three years. Um, in ninety-eight, we we bet them. Well, I won't say comfortably, but we were in control. Uh, three years later, 2001, we were in some ways lucky to get over. Uh, we were five points up, or sorry, five points down, uh, two thirds of the way into the second half, and we needed a brilliant goal from Manny Clancy uh, to get us over the line. But yeah, lots of memories, um, and hopefully, you know, we'll beat them again this Saturday. Did you see um, similar characteristics, I suppose, when you look at 98, you came out of nowhere and you won that old Do you see similar characteristics maybe between that team and the team that's building now? You would, yeah. Um, like this team ticks a lot of the boxes that need to be ticked in order to to win all Ireland. You know, they have a mixture of, of, of youth and they have experience. Um, they have lots of guys who have lots of very big medals in their back pockets. I'm, I'm talking about, um, you know, All-Ireland Club medals, Sigerson medals, uh, All-Ireland minor medals, All-Ireland under 20, under 21 medals. So, you know, we had that as well in, in 98. And I suppose, you know, Galway have a tradition of just appearing overnight and suddenly becoming, you know, real contenders. And this seems, you know, this looks as if what's happening at the moment. I mean, you had, you know, other teams from Connacht, shall we say, knocking on the door for years, and yet, you know, we were also ranked, and all of a sudden, overnight, we have a chance of, of getting to a final. So, yes, definite uh, parallels to, to our, our era. Danny, like, this isn't something I suppose all the people should take for granted. Like, it's their first semi-final, I suppose, you look the one in 18 against Dublin, but other than that, like, we, we haven't been in any semi-finals, and like, this is a huge opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, if you look at the start of the year and you knew this was the path to your All Ireland, you would have bit the hand off, I suppose. Um, but the guys are well aware of that. Um, and I suppose from the outside in, it's easy for us to say that and expect them to get there and, and do that. But they'd be taking nothing for granted. Um, but I certainly hope so, anyway, because we haven't had the chance to get to the semi finals and finals in a while. We've got to quarter finals the last couple of years when things have been going well and then. Get to court final, get to poker, and blow up some of it. So I'm really hoping they turn up the next day and give the performance that we know they're capable of. Just with pro parent to mention there, uh, I suppose Tipperary is one of the really springs to mind. Uh, you mentioned they blow up, like, 
was it fear in Crowfactor or what do you think it was? It was kind of Galway Crowfactor. Uh, no, it's never fear. Like, that's everyone's dream when you take, start off in the county or even with your club. You want to get to Coke Park and, and play on the big days. Um, so I never say it, it was a fear. Um, just things didn't work out on the day. We didn't kind of perform, I suppose, as well as you, as, as you were taught. Um, like, I even go back to the court before the Tipperary game, we went back to the court before the final two years prior to that. <coughs> I did the hamstring the first two minutes, went off, and you remember Mike Meehan's wonder goal at the end. Like, that was just a roller coaster of a game, um, and then Tipperary probably were even more fancied. Um, and they just came out and kind of nearly outworked us a small bit. So there's definitely not a fear there, but them experiences in the past where we kind of expect to do better. Um, hopefully, you guys are in the panel will learn from that and um, bring that to the, the game the next day. And Finney, what do you think, like Danny talks there about Crowpair, but like from your own experiences as well, like, what do you think that struggle was? Didn't sit in my mic at the um, Yeah, look, it's 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 it's, uh, it's 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 a funny one, really. Like Galway, you know, a lot of pressure in Galway over the years, and I think Sean Oak and his his buddies back in '98, 2001, you know, you know, unbelievable football team, unbelievable management, you know, like came along and won the won the All Ireland, you know, they were one of the greatest teams, they were the greatest division. You know, after that then there was a lot of expectation in Galway, you know, maybe unrealistic expectation and going to Grove Park, we always felt to like him in first 2004, uh, you know, we expected to win a lot of these games because of the caliber of players we were playing with, but, um, you know, it, it never materialised, we lost a lot of games, I don't think it was a fear of Grove Park because that was never a Galway thing, but it was just, you know, the game changed, the northern teams came in, they were mad to roam. And, you know, Galway was supposed to adapt because we're traditionalists and we look back all the time that we had great players. You know, we even back to the 60s, we had, and we had Mikey Donald and Corey Joyce, these guys. Um, so, 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 you know, we always look back to 2001 and say, we can be that again. Time moves very, very quickly, and if you don't work with the times, I don't think Galway moved with the times, and we were stuck in that kind of bubble. And so, look, you know, 2018 was a bit of a whimper because we lost. On it. I got hoppy by Monday and went into the game, but I think Sunday's a different, Saturday's a different, different day. We're coming off the back of a battle against Armagh. We won, you know, an absolute Trojan, a marathon, one of the best games we've seen in a long time. And I think there's huge confidence going in, going in Saturday night. Interesting, I suppose, what Jeff said about the traditional coach, but I suppose you would have worked under Kevin for a while and been staying on for this, I suppose. Well, that's football now. Like, you know, the swashbuckling football, and you look at soccer, swashbuckling games are gone. Every soccer team plays with defensive midfielders. Anyone who's interested in soccer, and it's the same in GAA. Like, it's Dublin are counter attacking, everyone is counter attacking. Kerry has changed because supposedly they were weak at the back, now they're bringing bodies back and they're playing on the counter. Derry are going to be ultra defensive at the weekend, but they will get bodies at the pitch, so. It's changed into a basketball game where everyone gets back and everyone gets forward and the day of you kick the ball out, you win it in midfield, you kick it into the full forward line and this big catch and score is is gone. It's been gone for a long time. So, you know, Kevin Walsh brought Galway on big time with regards to the way he played. You know, people don't like it. Uh, I don't think Kevin's idea was to be overly defensive. He played the cards he was dealt. His big thing was coaching, and, and, and fairness to Kevin, he's a fantastic coach of individual players. 
and the deadly roll from Galway. But look, Cork knew how to beat Mayo. He looked at the Galway Mayo's over the last few years, and he said, right, you keep it tight at the back, Mayo can't break that down. So we're back to that, and, and, and I don't think we're going to go away from what we do have squash football players going forward, and we can transi transition really with them. Sean, you would have played with Cork, and I suppose, like everyone knows at this stage, the first five Achievement. Does that just show that, that mission for Yeah, it does. And you see, you must remember that if you look back on Corey's career, I can understand why he gave that answer to, to Joe. Corey um, and Jarlitz was on the Jarlitz team that is lauded probably as one of the greatest Jarlitz teams ever. He was captain of that team, I think, in '94. They won a Hogan uh, Cup. He then uh, went down to Tralee and won a couple of Sigursons down there with some fantastic players. Um, he comes in onto the Galway team and in his very first year he scores the winning goal in an All-Ireland Final. Uh, 2001 then he scores 10 points uh, in an All-Ireland Final. He carried Kilaran on his back for 7-8 years. People used to come down to Tuma from other counties just to watch him play for Kilaran. So, and then he was Irish international rules captain for two or three years. So, you know, this is the this is the guy we're talking about here. Uh, you know, Porrick would have had only one thing on his mind going in as, as manager of Galway. And I suppose, you know, you have to you know admire him for, for saying it publicly, right? And you know, initially they started off quite well. You know, we've, we've heard the story pre-COVID, they were flying, but then COVID came, we didn't handle it too well. And even last year, you know, the kind of final was a bit of a damn squib at, at, at the end of the year. Things didn't go our way, but, you know, he made, he was big enough to, to recognise that they had to evolve as a management and as a team. And, you know, he brought in Keane O'Neill. Now, I'm not saying that Keane O'Neill is, is the reason for, you know, the full reason why we're in the semi-final on, on, uh, on Sunday. But certainly, um, you know, we've, we've changed our style a small bit without losing, as Vinny said, those swashbuckling, you know, type players that, that, that you do need to win all Ireland. But, um, you know, we, we saw the last day on, on the hurling sideline. What a difference a winner makes, and I'm talking about Henry Shefflin here now. Like I know Galway lost, right, in the hurling, but you know he has instilled a belief into the hurlers that you know second is no good, and Park is exactly the same. They'll be going out the next day. You know, this is the message you be given to beat Derry, and you know he's not he's not stopping there. That's the way he thinks. That's the way he was brought up. Conversations before just, did you see straight away that mission that was it? Oh, absolutely, and even as uh, Sean was talking there, I, I, uh, I thought back to when I was at the Gossip and I came in on the Goy Panel in 09, and we were getting a little clip in one day against, you know, who it was at the time, but lads were taking pot shots from everywhere, or just stepped up at half time and just shouts out the dress to me, he's like, lads, put it on my chest, I didn't fucking rest. And that's the kind of responsibility that he was and the confidence he had in his game. And I was kind of, I know he's kind of brought that through his management that he won't leave any stone unturned. 
and I haven't had, but having everything uh, um, at his disposal and still there at his disposal, and it's up to kind of two guys in between the white lines bringing that forward. But um, the guards forward himself, yeah, I had a chat with him two years ago before I headed off, I told him about my intentions, whatever, um, and then obviously the way I came back this year. Um, I just, I suppose, me personally, I wasn't in a position to put in that commitment at the time, and I knew well um, the commitments and stuff that's involved, whatever. So I haven't been, I haven't just faced him and all of since I came home. But I, I obviously wish the lads well, and as the boy has to say, before, Cork is very high standards, both on his player days and through his management. Um, so I know, no doubt that's kind of seeping through to the players. Do you wish for involved this weekend? Ah, look, I'd say, I'd say every past player does on the DJs. I'm good, yeah. I won't say I'm finished yet, these two boys are retired, I'm not yet. So, I'm going to enjoy my weekend points, I'll enjoy the club championship and reassess the end of the year. But, um, yeah, no, it's, look, it's hard to watch the weekdays when you're thinking what, what went on before when you were out there and stuff. But, um, I see you cheering the lads on and I just hope you get up the line, especially the likes of all of them the exposed for the years. And uh, day one guys, and we all know the sacrifices that, that them guys are going through. Um, and I just hope they perform for their attention. Jenny mentions Paul Carmel Day. We know the WA game for that carrying game, but I suppose it's great from a goalie supporter point of view to see Paul back. And all in semi final, he's, he's, he's playing football in his lap, but he's not a shot in semi final. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> I suppose, like, going back to Porek as well, like, Porek Joyce and Sean Ogle vouch for this. Like, Porek, you know, he trained all the time. Porek wasn't the most disciplined on and off the pitch. You know, he wasn't, you know, like, he wasn't the best at diet, but he wasn't the best at. But he was he's a great man for organizing Monday Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was the so, he was the social organizer at the best of times. But Borough Joyce always trained. Whether he was injured or not, people give out, you know, about lads who come and they're, you know, feeling a hamstring or whatever. Borough Joyce would wrap up his day and he'd walk and train. And he'd train the next day for his club and this, that, and the other. So if you're a player looking up to a, looking up to a manager, you know, it's easy for him to tell a player what to do because he's been there and he's done it. And not only has he done it skill wise, he's done it as a man who trained through pain all the time, right? you know. And Paul Conroy, just to your point Paul, Paul Conroy, Galway would not be playing on Saturday without Paul Conroy. Not a hope. We would not be nowhere near the team we are now without Paul Conroy because when I was there, and Danny, Danny will let you know this, but when we were there, Paul Conroy would drive standards, standards, standards. And Paul Conroy was another guy who, he took a double leg break and a cruciate injury to get him off the pitch. Paul never showed up on a Monday and said, ah, you know, I, I was man of the match on Sunday, but the hammer's a bit tight, I might chill out today. He'd be out there with the three lads who were training, and he is driving, there's captains and there's vice captains and there's leaders, but there's no way we would be going to Pro Park on Saturday without Paul Conroy. And that's not, like, Paul Conroy's had shite games, and tell himself, we all have shite games, but he is the man who's driving this along, and I have no doubt about it. There's no, you know, anyone who's in that camp knows that. Shane Walsh kicks the ball away, or Damien goes off with the fucking script. Paul Conroy's the man that, that drives it all together, so he's a fantastic guy, and I'm so happy that he's back and he's doing really well. Just on standards, like, Danny Jones, would that be first out in the picture? 
I thought it's called Tanya Yeah, just, you know, look, I suppose for years we kind of, like, in games, we revert to type and some lads would go off to, you know, go off and do their own thing or whatever and the collective wasn't there and Paul has always tried to say, look, we're all, we love the skills of players, but, you know, and he's a skillful player himself, we love to kick pass, but he's had to change as well, you know? Yeah, I, I think, for your and Paul personally, I think the biggest attribute that, that he has is that he is humble. There's no ego. Humility. That's, that's very, very important. And for, you know, for a guy who's been talked about in, in, in all-star conversations, you know, Paul, Paul doesn't care, you know, he just wants, he just wants glory to win. And, but I, I think that's a massive uh, thing about Paul. He's very, very uh, humble and, and a very, you know, he has time for everybody. And you would have been but do you think Paul Connor is now the top midfielder conversation in the country with the Brian Bentons and the Brian Dances? Uh, yeah, I wonder, look, he's in your conversation now, but he's been in, in, in your ball conversation for the last 10 years. Uh, like, we've all known what, what he can bring to the table. Uh, it's kind of funny how much it's come forward this year, especially in, through the late break and how he's come along. But, like, then 45, 50 yard kicks, and you see Paul Glover just in the, in the strike. He's been doing it for years, years and years, and he, he's capable of that. He'd win you a big free at an important time in the game. Um, and I think that not sort of kicks that he does as well would be very important next day when Jerry Huda back in that bank of defence. And I'm, I'm absolutely delighted for him to stay in the level that he is. And uh, look forward to seeing him again. Just one last thing about him uh, before you move on, Paul. I think we'd say the, the year that he was out with his, with his uh, leg break, I think, you know, he probably said to himself, I've only got two or three years four years left, you know, at the top level. So I want to make every second count. And, you know, it's very rare that you see a guy come back so well after an egg break like that, especially at the age that it happened him. But he is just, you know, he's brought his game to a new level since he's come back. That's the thing as well, like, Paul Garner on the time, he's, he's the only player on the second 15 uh, in, like, over the age of 30. Team. It's a very young team, I suppose. Like a lot of lads left, people forget a lot of lads left last year. You know, Gareth and Gary Long retired. Um, you know, they were two of the stalwarts over the last 10 years. Uh, and then you have the Adrian Bardies and Tom Finns and all that. You know, like, you know, the panel has changed and it's a very, very young team. I suppose the big thing for Galway now is, regardless of what happens on Saturday, is to build on it. We have the minor final on Friday night. Um, you know, we've been down this road before where we've come to. We've come to the edge and we've, we've won our loss and the following year has been a damn squib and the following few years we've been trying to figure it out. So there's a lot of work on hand for county boards, for it, for, you know, to start running for the next couple of years because you look at the Limericks, the Dublin, the Ferries, they're at sustainable levels. We're, we're not at that yet. We don't know what will happen after Saturday or two weeks time. Sorry for the supporters, we're on the crest of the wave and joining the track. You know, enjoying Saturday, we get to the final, you know, we'll have great times. But that's no good if we don't follow it up with plans for the next couple of years. So, there's big work to be done, but, you know, look, it's, it's a great starting place. You talked there about players aren't committing. I suppose when we won that on the title, when we came in for the first time, we were just coming in that replay. Uh, two certain lads on the first day, went for 
do suits and decide what they want to do whatever way they can find to make money, they do it. Um, except for us to decide what we But, like, I know you can talk about 45 competitions and all that, bring a bit more of the GAs get into it. I think if, if you go to extra time and still draw, you, you gotta go here. Yeah, no, I, I'd, be, I'd be different to Danny on that. I enjoyed, well, I, I watched the, <laughs> I watched the penalties in the front yard because well, I didn't watch the penalties. I couldn't watch the penalties. The neighbour was after me. Are you not watching the game? I said, well, I kind of am, but I'm a bit kind of worried about what's happening. So I didn't actually watch the penalties, but I do think penalties are all right. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Maybe it's not the answer, but I don't think replays are the right thing either. We're talking about cost of living and whatnot, and replays are shite. Invariably, they're shite. They are. They're shite. Like, like replays, replays, we all go back up, and it's not the same. Finishing on the day, like people will be talking about that game for the rest of their lives. Like, I'll remember that forever, and I just think maybe penalties aren't the right thing. Golden and score might be the right thing. Would you prefer to score the yeah, Golden yeah, yeah. score or an extra five minutes or whatever, or penalties. Like, the excitement for the neutral was unbelievable. It wasn't for us because we were heads and our hands going, you know, I didn't trust the guys taking penalties. There's no easy way. Like, somebody has to lose. So, it just, you know, whatever way you want to decide it. Uh, like, I, I agree with Finney. I, I thought it was exciting watching the penalties. I wouldn't be... You know, as a spectator, it wouldn't be averse to penalties. Um, I think Gallagher's suggestion of a golden score, nothing wrong with that, or else what they do in the hurling, you know, the free puck, why not have a free out of the hands uh, competition? Something like that. Finishing on the day, I mean, whatever, whatever they do, finish on the day, because back up for another week, it's never the same. We remember 2000, it wasn't the same as it was, you know. Yeah, and then, like, I suppose nowadays in the times that we live, you can't, you know, it, it, it's expensive to, to, you know, pay for, for a replay again in terms of, you know, you have your, your train costs, your petrol costs, your all that kind of stuff. There's the man going to Spain for two weeks. <laughs> expensive, aren't it? I suppose, coming towards this area and I'm looking at it, in depth, um, and talks there. And I suppose we did talk earlier. How would you back to maybe a bit more protection? So something that Terry are going to bring is energy on that side. I think Rory Gallagher has been just brought huge energy. I don't know how many times he has slid on his hands, but he just brings that drive on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, and that, look, that's just that's just Rory. Um, even like these guys so well drilled, and um, you see it in the last couple of games how they how they go about themselves, how the guys get back and get set up. Um, I was actually thinking earlier on today because obviously the way we always have against Mayo and the way our way Jerry puts it up next day, like this could be an absolute stinker of a game to watch from a technical point of view. I like our, our Jerry kept the goal no score, I came for 10 and 11 minutes in the ultra final before the battle gets it. I think that away, they'd be so happy I'd say. And they just try and, and try and not, not, not let go of your very score early on I guess. Um, trying to set up probably back there, but that's even when Rory was at um, 
Tony Ball, uh, you can see his footprint on their team as well with regards to the setup at the back. So he will, he will love this challenge coming, coming forward against Galway. How he's going to try and get out into it with Shane, Damo, Rob Finnerty, runners from the back. And so it'll be a very intriguing game on that, on that side. Both teams really here play a counter-attacking game, maybe very different, more numbers back, one area different. And way to look at stages, or sometimes it's all for team players around the ball. But that would both teams are going to try, like you talked there about a stinker game, but like, it's understandable because this fight possibly could be both teams are counter-attacking teams, both teams could possibly sit back here and yeah, absolutely. I know I was mentioning earlier on about Paul's uh, long range scoring, but like, if if he's tagged or if he's having an off day and Derry are back at fair, <clears throat> they could struggle. Um, they go with the struggle in previous games and they got to the score even, they got to the fair 40, just trying to break that line. Um, but that's where the patience, and I hope that our my experience will, will teach to them the experience and the patience. Waiting for the right kick, waiting for the runner off the ball, popping into Damo into Rod, getting runners off them. And I suppose patience could be a, a virtue. Patience could be a very big part of the game the next day, and um, because of the way both teams might set up. I suppose Galway like just talks and big decisions at the back because the way they can see within the three goals. You think there's going to be a change in the way you open this? We stick the same because I suppose there is talk maybe that kind of some might start to like I suppose we've seen what, what Mayo done they change the keepers, they players in, from then they come in and it, it didn't work for them. But. Yeah, it's, it's it's hard at this stage in the game to change your goalie. I think you know that that can go a couple of ways, but more often than not it goes the way of confidence for the team seeks, you know, because Obviously, they don't have confidence out. And look, the goals were the goals. It wasn't just Connor that was at fault. There was a whole array of errors leading up to those goals. They were, you know, they were under 10 goals, really. But, you know, the way the game was, it was a mad game. You know, we haven't seen the goals like that all year, in fairness. I think a bigger factor would be the kickouts. You know, Connor's long, he can keep it long, but his short game isn't, isn't massively impressive, you know, and, you know, I think he, he knows that himself. So, it, it, it depends how we set up. I think, I think they'll go with Connor. I think they'll go with Connor because they'll want to get the ball over on the middle and try and win the contest. They don't want to be messing around. You saw the goals Derry got the last day from, 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 from squeezing the life out of, out of the corner backs. And that's not in Connor's locker. So I think they'll go with him. I think they'll go along and try and win the contest. And maybe a couple over the top because to get at Derry, you need to get the ball out around the middle and get it up to the forwards as quick as you can because if they get back, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a boring day for forwards, and as, you, as Danny says, you need patience. So, will there be many changes? You know, Patrick Kelly is that wing forward. We're going to need a bit of pace to break this thing down. We're going to need something because. So, so will he come in there? Possibly O'Leary. Yeah, possibly O'Leary or Gallagher, someone who can break the line because, you know, this methodical, slow build up isn't going to work because you're going up against a brick wall. We saw it against Tony Gold for years. We need someone that can break the line, win a free. You know, and set the team. And Paul Sweeney's out now, and he's a type of guy who can do that. But um, no, I think I think they'll stick with the goalie. I don't see too many changes because like we didn't make a sub the last day till the seventieth minute. So I don't think Park is big into changing the team around at this stage. I think he's got to go what he has. And if you switch, I suppose a kicker for the team, then that's going to create more hassle. 
which is there in as well. It's, it's a lot of similar characteristics to that Jamie McGinnis trying to get involved in. Yeah, I mean, the, I saw on Twitter there after their match against Clare, some guy, he was taking photographs of the, the Croke Park pitch and every single Derry player when they were defending were, you know, back behind their own 45. So, you know, that's nearly impossible to, 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 to break down. But, I mean, you know, look, looking ahead to this game, you can, you can look at it from the point of view, from a tactical point of view, fine. You know, we know how Derry play. Um, but from a Galway point of view, you know, you're looking at matchups, right? Who, 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 who are we going to put on? Who are we going to put on Connor Glass, for example? You know, I think he's just an exceptional player. Just give him a day home and feel with him. I, I, that would be, if I was on the sideline for Galway, that's who I'd be, you know, matching up with Connor Glass. Who, who do Derry put on Damien Corn? Who do Derry put on, on Shane Welch? Who do Derry put on Robert Finnerty? You know, that, that's going to be, you know, fairly intriguing. Who marks Benny Hearn, that type of thing. Just to go back to the goalie situation, right? I, I agree with Finian. I, I think it's too late to make any changes, and often a perceived weakness can become a strength, right? I know that sounds very philosophical or whatever, but I wouldn't be a bit surprised if, if Conor Beeson was down the match on Saturday. You know, that's. That's just the way, how many times have we seen that happen? And also, you know, your bench plays a big role. So if you're, if you're starting with Patrick Kelly, that means then you have uh, Gallagher to come on. You have Finian O'Leary, who was exceptional in the last day when he came on. I think he came on twice, two separate occasions. He scored a point on one occasion, and just he was very busy, you know, in the two times he came on. We've also got, no, you know, I'm, I might be a bit biased because I, I talked that I did school with Paul Kelly. Like, we haven't seen him at all, really, during the championship. He didn't necessarily do anything wrong. I'd like to see him, you know, feature a bit more as well. Now, we won't have probably Colin Sweeney on, on Saturday. You know, he was a guy that you could uh, bring in for five or ten minutes. But, you know, th there's lots of different ways you can look at the match on Saturday. Uh, aside from the way both teams set up, we've also got tradition. You know, like I went to Jarrett's, right? And um, we used to have this flag at matches, right? And it, it, it never really dawned on me what, what it meant until years later. But the, the, the flag had uh, tradition talks, that just those two words, tradition talks, right? So. I'm saying we need to mention on Saturday, traditionally, you know, Galway aren't going to fear Derry. Right? Derry are a fine team, but we're not going to fear them. And, and, and that plays a role as well. I think we're unbeaten against Derry in the Championship. So that would feed into, that would feed into my mindset if I was involved on Saturday. So, you know, it's just, it's just going to be, you know, intriguing, exciting, and really performing. Danny, there was a centre lead by the Gloves and one ball is purchased from Sean Kelly's very famous centre of the place. Shane Williams has been absolutely exceptional. He is one agent for the ball against Clare. He, he is carrying on, man. 
Yeah, absolutely. I don't think McQueen is a fan of going backwards either, so Sean can bomb forward as, he, as he's well able to do, and has the engine to do, as well, more importantly. And straightforward, and you can see Sean can have the end of a pan goal effort as well, and he has the engine for that. I'm going to jump back to the goalie side of things and just agree with the two boys. I, I'm only advised as well as my club, Aaron Flad, who's been on the panel of days uh, during the league, has recovered from his injury. I just think maybe Porter would love to mix things up if Rory Gagher was spending time working on Conor Gleeson's kick out and how to get at him and then just on the day Conor Flower was put back into goal. I don't know, I thought it'd be a, it'd be a bit of a left game. It is of course, yeah, but he can play, he play most of the league. Um, I wouldn't be worried about him at all, but as Finian said earlier on, what it does come down to is, is something that we don't know, neither of us know here at the minute, how the panel are going in training. But when you have goalie and goals in training and you trust what he's doing, whatever, you see it in the players out in the field. And that's the, that's what it comes down to. Like, what Gleason did the last day is neither here nor there. If he's a trainer the last, last day and he's chomping at the bit, he'd be sitting there. So it, it's all down to us going to train and like, it's something we don't know. On a like, I suppose you're coming from Taiwan, last year in the championship, I think the last year, throw forward. It's prospering going for a good opportunity. That's it too. It's so it's a, it, it kind of mixes things up really as to how Galway were playing. Um, like you're talking about Rafferty there for Armagh, how he was offered as a threat. If Armagh are sitting back, or sorry, excuse me, if Jerry are sitting back as much as we're expecting, and you have a plus one goalie coming up there to the open option for Galway, look, it, it, it's an option. It's an option and it's a decision for the guys to make. Um, but it, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a different goalie. He offers a lot more. Um, Trace with regards going forward, obviously the both top class goalies and kick out wise um, is much and much less, but yeah, it's a, it's a decision for the guys and um, we'll have to see what way he goes. As well, the Oren Lynch for Derry and Rainey trying to put a squeeze as well on the Derry kick out, but that's something the goal needs to try and, I suppose, it's either take and gone, but try and go over on this event because. He's done it against Clare, he's taking risks like this. He's coming out to his halfback and it sounds like he's just coming to the fullback and pushing Rodgers on the kick Oh, definitely, yeah. I think, I think kickouts are key. There's a couple of key things for, for Saturday in my eyes. I think the throwing was our key to see how he, you know, he went after the throwing because of what Armand did against Tony Hall. Uh, he won every throw, I think he won all, all four throwings on, 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 uh, on last Sunday week. Um, I think the same would apply on Sunday. If he can win the throw and get the ball into Damien and, and he catches the ball, then don't even, or Derry have to think differently. They have to think right. The long ball is a serious option here and we're going to have to maybe peg back a little bit. I think from a goalie point of view, I think we need to squeeze the opposition kickoffs because if we can get one or two turnovers up there, you know, that's where we're going to get joy. But if we don't, Derry are just going to fall back into this tiny ball shape, whatever. If they're going to fall back, they're going to sit off. So we're going to have to have serious patience. So we're going to have to go after their kick out. And we're going to have to be really, really effective on our own. Getting the ball out long and trying to get a catch or a mark in midfield and kicking it into the full board line. So the throwing and the kick outs are going to be key, key areas for Galway at the weekend. I think we have the players to win the ball around the middle, you know, and move the ball quickly. But once Derry lose the ball from the kick out, they are all running back. And they don't care what's happening, they won't even look up, you know, they'll all run back and set up. So, you know, it's how quick we can get the ball forward. And we need like the ball and chain and, and Johnny Hume to get the ball forward as quick as we can. How 
you say patience there, but I don't, I don't think sports is realized. There's patience and there's patience. This very thing where they're bringing numbers back, like this is holding on to the ball for five minutes plus because this is this is this is a form of torture for Galway footballers on Saturday. Like Shane, Paul, they're all match kick. We saw Shane at the end of the game the last time. Like Shane's an absolutely unbelievable footballer, but you know, patience. Yeah, patience is not his strong point. <laughs> Like it's, he wants to kick the ball and he wants to express himself. We want to see him express himself. And unfortunately, the way the game is, you know, more often than not, the big games all Shane didn't play well. There's fucking three people, Mark and Shane, who are pulling, like they're pulling them to the ground and they're like he got the shite bet out of him the last day. I don't know how the man lasted. He got pulled to the ground after every ball and everything because he's one of the best in the country. The same thing is going to happen again the next day. And. You know, patience with Shane, he wants to express himself, he wants to kick these nice balls or whatever. And not all the time they come off, but when they do, they look great. So, the likes of Paul Conroy is going to have to sit the boys down and say, look lads, this is going to be a form of torture. Let's just do what we can for Galway on, on Saturday. Think, get everything else out of your head. Forget about the 20 years of playing football. Forget about Jarrett's. Forget about the good days playing with the club. Let's just chill out here now. Hand pass, keep the ball, and absolutely turn it on its head. Turn it on, turn it on, back on Derry and see what they have. Danny, congregating uh, here is uh, inside forward. While he's back in front of you, how frustrating is it? Absolutely no problem. Um, <laughs> as bad as it is to watch, it's way worse to be uh, involved in it. Especially you might be sat here beside you hanging off down, who's well into it as well. But what it comes down to, and as Billy mentioned, basketball later on, it comes down to movement. Um, and I think the guys that guys of the last of the game have got very good at it. And if you don't see Damien or Shane sitting in their whole pile, Rob in fairness has kind of been the focal point up front where he is coming in and out, but he is generally the top man up there. Um, but that's what that's what it is, and it's something that Dublin were lauded for for years, that because they did it on, out on the outside uh, loop, that it was all down to basketball training and what, what they did, but every team is working on it, and it's, it's just a matter of what works on the day. Um, but it's the only way you beat that blanket defence, and you need runners. You need runners, you need someone to get the attention of that extra man, and him to just make decisions, do I go or do I not? If he goes, you have to pop ball in front of the D, and then your runner's coming off them. Um, so as an inside forward, it is very frustrating, but you, just have, you, you do learn that your role has changed to just run, 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 and, and make the space. And like Finian said, if like if Shane is having a very frustrating day, he could be the one that can, is the last runner, gets the ball, hits the onion bag, and then I hope he lets his, lets his marker know what he's after being after. It's, it's not really an answer, of course. That space is where you can you see, I suppose, any more in the different forwards do it, where they may be running out to the right corner of position, but someone else in the space is free Absolutely, yeah, and that's where the kind of basketball ethos comes. In basketball, you pass, you move. You don't pass and stand up, um, because you're no good to anyone if that's what you're doing. So that's, that's kind of what, what it comes down to there, um, with regards to moving their, their defence around the place. And I think Kauai oh, have got quite good at it, and um, moving from side to side, but like, I just don't want them to be relying on Paul to kick them 50 yard points numerous times throughout the game. Um, if we get an early, early goal or, or get that top ball on, get 3-4 points ahead, that can change Jerry's setup, I think. Um, so I'm just kind of hoping for a good start for Galway as well. So we talked about matchups and Conor Glass. 
But another man who was really about the headlines this one for me, Derek McKinnis. And he played in field against Clare, so it's, it's, it being a person to even go in just that my field as well. I forgot to bring the team that day there, but like, McKinnis is a player who will get inside players' heads. We've seen it against Tyrone, like he, he was just letting Brian Kendall know that he was here. Yeah, he's a very good player, and I think I think with this very team here, you know, McInnes and the likes of Glass and I suppose Rogers and, and McKee, they saw them at South Nail, but uh, these guys, you know, they've used this campaign to to let the wider GA community know, you know, how good they are, and you know, they have they have improved as the games have gone on for sure, and. Um, like as to who might might take him, you know, like you know, we have a few candidates there. I mean, like Johnny Healy, you know, a very rangy uh, uh, runner. You know, he's a guy that that has had the engine to get up and down that pitch. Uh, you know, because Crow Park is 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 a fairly big big um, big field. Um, who else have you got? You know, you know, I don't. I wouldn't be thinking. Shane Welsh or, or, or Robert Finnerty, you know, they're going, you want them in as close to goal as possible. Um, like John Daly, you probably want him kind of in around the six area there. Like, but look at, you see, when it comes to these games, right, you have your best laid plans, right? But you have to you have to be able to think on your feet as well. So Galway might have a plan for the Kinnis, but after five minutes, you know, you have to change. So, you know, you have to have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. Um, just on the, on the match side of things, um, I, I think Chrissy McCaig is, is a shoo-in for, for American Cheney as well, just on that. The guys have, have trained together, they played the Oswald together. Chrissy has a dibbling in that when everybody's not looking, he lets Shane know what's going on. Um, I, I just think he might follow the chain wherever he goes and just let him know he's, he's a bit of a mouthpiece as well well able to give it um, hopefully Shane might hit him with a few father's head quotes and throw him off his game but <laughs> I just think that Chrissy is the only one that I can see that might stick with, stick with Shane I'm not sure if you, if you can man mark Jamie Comer because it, this year in particular he's moving around so much have you got someone that will battle with him out in the middle of the field for high ball have you someone that will if he's in the middle of the square Turn on, have the power to sit with him. Just say that is it the dirty ball that Comer wins makes him so difficult to make. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I suppose it's, it's when, he, when he gets the ball in the ball, how difficult it is to get it off him. That's more so what I'd say. Um, like when that ball was in the top or into the top of the square, I mean, um, like he's not going to jump six, seven feet in the air and catch a skyscraper. What he do is he stick that his arse into the defender and just win the ball because that's what he is and I used to love playing inside him because if he didn't win it, it was breaking, it was never the tender on it um, and that's one thing you're guaranteed with Daniel in there so with him moving in and out I think it offers a lot of different threats to the ball. Danny Lynch is there with Chris and Kay, it's like Brendan Rogers, Conor Kulski, Conor Rodgers and Gordon Golden. About these very backs, it's always the American man but they want their man going back and it's a the Right 
Free drinks for everyone, it's alright. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's uh, no, look, it, it's, it's just, Jerry or Tony, out of the four teams that are left, I suppose, the, the Galway, Dublin, and Kerry have a couple of Mavericks that will go off piece a little bit at the odd time. Great skill, great, you know, great players, but Derry have 30 players that don't care, they have a tunnel vision, they don't really, you know, no one is going doing their own thing, everyone is the same, so, you know, Chrissy McKay can play in the forwards, Brendan Rodgers can play midfielder in the forwards, McQuiggan is probably the only player who can't really, would look at him coming back and defending, so, they don't really mind, they're all able to play up and down the pitch, it's, it's really flow back, flow forward for Derry. Um, and they have 30 players in the management that are tunnel vision. And that's a dangerous, dangerous thing to come up against. When you've got guys that are absolutely psyched at a home goal, um, and nobody is going to go off beast, no one's going to kick one from the sideline just for chances. They, they're not going to do that. All their scores come from inside the team. You know, we have lads who might try a shot from out there at 45. Derry don't, like Conor Costco for Dublin, you know, he might take a shot that's not on. Tony Brosnan for Derry. Derry have no one that will do that. And that is a, that's a scary team to be playing against when you've got so many players on a panel that are really, really tunnel vision. You mentioned tunnel vision. It's, 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 it's a team Derry has at the stage where it's everyone against us. Yeah, I'd say there's a bit of siege mentality there. That's, um, you know, a lot of the northern teams have that. In fairness, they, they always came with the chip on their shoulder. You know, that, that's, that's just, we, we, we've been up in our man, up in Tyrone, and yeah, like it's, you know, you're emotionally scared as well as physically when you leave it, like, but, uh, you know, you've been called a lot of names or whatever, but they, they, they will, they will, they will bring that energy. Their, and their, their bark is worse than their bite, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, with, with Derry, right, they're, you know, they're a very, I suppose, unique county. I mean, off the top of my head, you know, Joe Riley, uh, John Hume, uh, the Derry Girls, uh, uh, Dana, um, you know, they're, they're, I, I, you know, they're they're not short on confidence. You know, they're they're well able to perform on, on the big stage. So, like Finian said, you, you know, you have, you know, we have to be careful, very careful on Saturday. It's a big, big challenge, a very united challenge facing us. I think we have the better players, but. You know, that doesn't necessarily always decide who wins the game. Yeah, and just on the confidence of him, like Chrissy McGay, we put, I played with him and, and Sean Holton called the international rules. I remember being in the room with him one night. He spent the whole night saying that everyone was shite. I said, you know, Colin Cooper, Colin Cooper is shite. <laughs> Chrissy McKay will not fear any of the following parents on Saturday. He doesn't care for Shane Walsh, he doesn't care for Damien Palmer. They're all shite in his eyes. And it's not, I don't know, it's an arrogance. Kind of a strange guy, he's so confident he believes in himself a million percent, and that makes him a very dangerous opponent, you know what I mean? So, he doesn't raise anyone from what I you know, I spent a lot of time on him, he doesn't raise any footballer in the country. Is he raise you? No, he's not, <laughs> <laughs> he's not the only one, but like, but, but yeah, like the air of confidence out of these guys is going to be super, it's really interesting. Yeah, I'm Christian McGay there, I don't know where he listens to the. He is also very good, but Christian McKinney went down to Michael Lightman's house just to see how Offaly was wrong, the local club was wrong. Like, that, we just went down to see how things were wrong. Like, probably comes as no surprise to you, Sean, since then you mentioned you've seen the man up close and personal. 
Yeah, I, I, that's the first I've heard of that now, but it just show, goes to show how um, how ambitious and how driven he is. Um, I, I read someplace uh, during the week, actually it was Michael Diamond that said he, he he's the best GA leader he's ever seen or something. He said something along those lines, and that's some, um, that, you know, that's some compliment to pay somebody. Um, like I was involved with in the international rules, Finian was a player uh, at the time, I was a slightly older uh, selector at the time. Finian used to ring me every Saturday, how did I do it today? But anyways, I remember, um, I remember sitting beside Chrissy McGee, you know, a few times on, on the bus, you know, coming from training. Very quiet fellow, that's, that's my impression of him. Uh, you obviously probably didn't want to open up to a selector, Nick, but... Um, yeah, look at I mean if he if he is representative of this dairy team well then you know it says a lot about them. We talked there uh earlier on about Compact and Bowling struggling but suppose that he wants the daylight off the bears for Compact Defender. What's the daylight going up and tell him don't go there? Um to a certain extent it can be it can be a very long day. Um like when you get up on the bus, you get to the hotel, you're there to get your product, you three hours or four hours, whatever the nutritionist advise. But after that, it can, it can be a lot of hanging around. Um, but everyone has a different kind of, you, you get used to it and you kind of, everyone has a different routine. Some has to go for a lie down through the airpods, turn on a few tunes, otherwise they go, whatever, playing cards or something. You know, it, like everyone is different and it was the waiting room that I always hated. Especially when you got to go park and whether there's a game on or not beforehand and you're waiting around and doing your, your pre-game routine but eventually you just kinda your match go and had to get out of there so sometimes you got to go park there's a lot of outside noise or stuff you have to go through but the guys have been up there enough of late that's pretty able to deal with that I hope. Saturday is a long soccer and people at five even in the morning as you mentioned there can be a long day yeah, well, hopefully it'll be long days. I to celebrate them, but um, like the half five starts, when the lads start half five, is anyone come from the Iron Islands? Like this, it's, it's, it's not as bad anymore with that motorway. But in fairness, the like it's, it's all about routine. Is what I want to go back to there. Like guys have done this day in day out, and um, the big games, getting up to poker, getting used to it. Like PJ will probably have the guys since the whole timeline the night before, they'll know what's happening, like there'll be no major panic that way. Um, and as long as they're ready to go at whatever half fight said even, that's all that matters. Do you have any pre match routines today? Do you have any pre match routines going for Greg? No, not really. I think I think lads are most most players are footballers or whatever sport are superstitious, you know, stay in the same seat as, as best you can and if you can you can get the same seat, same seat on the bus. You know, you kind of, as you get older, you move down to the front of the bus. You're not, you're not welcome at the back of the bus as you get older. You know, because you're not banter anymore. You're down the front with the vice treasurer or something like that. Uh, okay. you, you were, you were all close to the toilet, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, look, you, you, look, everyone, everyone eats the same. You're, you're nervous. Lads are going to be nervous. You know, you know, like you could be carefree like Shane Walsh, have a bowl of cocoa pots before the match. Or you could be really serious about your past, it's not like, you know, like Sean Oak. Um, you know, you could be like, you know, everyone is different, everyone's got their own pre-match. They sit in the same side of the bus, they, they, they sit in the same side of the dressing room, but, 
you know, it's all about getting yourself time and giving you the best, yourself the best preparation as you, as you go out on the pitch because it'll be nerve-wracking for the boys on, on Saturday. Absolutely, they're a young team. You know, it's the biggest game for Galway in 20 years. You know, fair none. It, you know, it's big for us as supporters. We're all super excited, getting ready, tickets and all that sort of stuff. And uh, you'd love to be involved, but like, it's, you know, they don't realise that now. It's alright for us because we're finished and we'd love to be back there on Saturday on the bus, but they're in the zone now and they're getting ready and they're trying to stay away from the shit talk and the, you know, who's playing and have you got tickets for me and all that. You don't want to hear that the week of the match, you know, so. Just say, like, the proper Sean Kelly man, I think. He was on the man, I can say, like, he's only, like, look at the player all week. Is that just all the time? Not to get there too much. Not really. I suppose when you're playing in the full back line, like, you know, you're in a heightened nothing to start with, you know, you're born nervous. So, like, you spend most of your life nervous because. You're there to play the stop lads and, and, and the top four would you see enough of them so you don't spend a week looking at Shane McGuigan like in my time it was Kieran Donaghy or Michael Murphy they were in the front they were front and centre all the time you knew exactly who they were but you know you could look at them boys till the cows come home and it's the same with Sean on Sunday you look at Reen O'Neill or whatever but when you're at a high level elite forward what those guys are McGuigan is the same he's a high level forward you know, he can do things, you know, you really need to have marked him a few times and I don't think Sean or the lads have spent too much time. The game has kind of changed, the individual, you know, the spaces are, are tighter now. You know, there's not, there's not 50 yards of space in front of a man where you've got to win that battle. So it's more the collective than the individual, but I'm sure he'd have had a look, you know, what he kicks, how he turns, but I think they'll spend most of the week on the collective, the, the wing forwards coming back and the backs tucking in, more so than just I'm marking the wig and then I have to beat him. I suppose now to get to the verdict of this match, Saturday, half five in Croquet. So, how are we going to be there? Um, I think at this stage of the championship, you need from your first 15, you need about eight or nine players giving a seven, eight out of ten performance. Uh, you're not going to get away with you know, just five or six players playing well. So, I suppose that's the first thing. You know, you need nine or ten players giving, giving a very good performance. Um, I suppose you just need to deal with the day well as well. Um, you know, for... I read an interesting statistic today. The last time we played in the semi-final against Dublin, right? There's only five of the panel that are playing on Saturday that were involved. Yeah, so, so there's, you're looking at, you know, there's 18, 19 players on that panel. This is their first semi-final. I mean, you can say the same about Derry as well. It's their first semi-final since 2004. So, from an experience point of view, we're slightly ahead and with the current field fellas as well. But look at, you know, go into the game, uh, play without fear, play with, uh, as an old manager of mine used to say, Bosco McDermott, Play with abandon, you know, no worries, just go for it and have your have your structure in place and expect the unexpected as well. I don't think any of us expected penalties or in the lead the last day, but we came through that and that will give us great confidence for Saturday as well. If you're asking me for a prediction, right, I'm going to say that Galway will win by two points. 